true and living God. Amen. Please be seated. My mother grew up in Southern California in what was then a small town that had orange groves, and it was in Orange County. Um, her family attended a small Episcopal church there, and there was a little downtown. The town was called Anaheim. And uh, she remembers when she was young, when developers came and a plan was made, orange groves were removed, building more neighborhoods, more buildings, and a very special project, which was to be called Disneyland. Um, growing up with my mom, it, it turns out she probably hates Disney more than anyone I've ever met. It's very personal for her. But as a kid, I was in Orange County until I was eight years old, and about half an hour drive away from Anaheim. And it was always an exciting thing and a fun thing for my sister and me when we got to go. And, um, I had the experience as an adult to be back a few times as well. And I don't know if you've ever been to Disneyland or Disney World or any of the parks. It's a pretty phenomenal thing that has been created. You can get lost in the fantasy, the imagination, um, the pretend. So much is uh, made to engage you and just cause you to be consumed that then there's always that interesting experience when the day ends and you leave and you go back to reality. And to me, as I look around at how we're living now and how culture has kind of been changing with the aid of technology, I do ask myself, how much of our lives are we spending in actual reality. It was almost 20 years ago when the smartphone was invented, and I heard one person commenting on how all of our lives changed uh, with that moment. One way you can put it is, ever since the invention of the smartphone, we know that we'll never be bored again. To have the whole internet, the whole universe of ideas and possibilities and fantasies all in your pocket everywhere you go, it has really made it harder for people sometimes to just sit still and just be in the quiet, in the moment, whether it is interesting or not interesting. There is a uh, writer, she was a professor at Stanford, but she is now um, getting some renown for books that she's been writing. The first one is called How to Do Nothing. Her name is Jenny O'Dell. This is one of my Lenten practices this year as I hope to read her book. I heard her, though, talking about it. And she was asked, you know, how does she make space in her life? How does she practice the doing nothing? And by the way, it's kind of a joke to say how to do nothing because we're never doing the nothing. If you're just sitting, you're breathing. You may be thinking. You may be observing. We're never doing nothing. Well, she shares one of her practices that she and her boyfriend in particular will do together regularly is there's a nature walk near their home and they will walk and they will observe and engage with their environment. And somebody gave her a gift, which is a tool um, that was a surprise to her. Some of you may be aware of this. I've never heard of such a thing. It's called a, ju a jeweler's loop, spelled L-O-U-P-E. Basically, it's a magnifying glass which magnifies things so intensely that you can look at a piece of paper, you could look at a leaf, you could look at a bug, and you will see things 
you would never have imagined are there. Things that really <laughs> exist, but you would never see unless you had the power to look so deeply. And to me, that's an image. There's so much wonder all around in the real world, in reality. One of Jesus' favorite refrains was to tell people to open their eyes. For those who have eyes to see and ears to hear, we don't need fantasy. We need reality. There's a great sermon by a great preacher named William Sloan Coffin. The title of it alone speaks volumes. It's actually an Easter sermon, and the title is Living the Truth in a World of Illusion. I think that is the Christian call for us. It's to peel away all that blocks us from what is real. And if we can peel those layers away, what we discover is where God is. A great theologian um, of more recent years named John Hick recently wrote a book where he talked about the major religions of the world and he tried to get to what is the essence, what are they going for, and what can we learn? And in that book, he makes an interesting choice. Instead of using the word God for God, he uses the word the real, which I think is a beautiful challenge for us to think about who is God, ultimately the ultimate real. And by the way, Jenny O'Dell, when she talks about those walks that she takes with the jeweler's loop, she says, all you need is a jeweler's loop and you will never be bored again. Well, here we are at Ash Wednesday, this profound day in the life of the church, in our lives. And we say a lot in this service. We say important things, things that need to be said, need to be noticed and dwelled upon, things that will draw us away from illusion and into a real life with God, a life marked by all the demands of radical love as shown by Jesus, something that demands of us work for justice, for compassion, for mercy, for selflessness. We're invited to be in this moment in the now, which is, after all, the only place where God can be met. And to remember that at any moment, God can be met in the now, at any time. And we begin our preparation for Easter, and I love the fact that we are here in this particular room on this particular day, while people are gathered all around the world at this moment. People are receiving ashes on their forehead. We are going to walk this Lenten journey towards Easter with untold millions of brothers and sisters and siblings everywhere. And I pray for all of us that we will take this time to not merely think about our faith, but to actually explore ways that we practice it, ways that we can be in motion, in action. And it may mean for some of us to give something up or to take something on. And by the way, I think it's much harder to take something on than to give something up. So if you've chosen that, I, I wish you the best with it. But do, if you haven't already, I urge you choose something to do, something specific. Small as it may be, you will have a daily choice to be intentional. 
And I pray that whatever practices we do during these days, they will help us in our journey to shed away what needs to be shed away. Things of the ego and pride, selfishness, carelessness, pettiness, wrong desires. And the best thing that I think we could possibly give up for Lent is to give up illusion so that we may become free for what really is the reality of God. Amen.